Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good, because He is faithful and good. Think about it, 2020 has turned many of our lives upside down, so who couldn't use a major dose of hope? I'd like to ask you to share this podcast with friends or on your social media outlets and perhaps review it on Apple so others will find this podcast easily. Every Wednesday, I'll be chatting with a friend who I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8.28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and sprinkled in along the way will be additional Romans 828 stories from our She Writes for Him bootcamp graduates and others the Lord brings my way. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to have three Redemption Press authors with me today who won 2021 SELA Awards just recently at the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. Sarah Cormany, Paula Jausch, and BJ Garrett all have amazing Romans 828 stories and how their journey led them to publishing and reaching into the hearts of those who are in desperate need of healing. So first off, let me just introduce each one of my guests, and then we will just jump into that conversation. Sarah Cormany loves to see the grace of God in the messiest of life. She is wife to one sweet guy and mom to four messy, beautiful kids. Her most recent book, Born Beautiful, guides moms and daughters through a God-breathed conversation on beauty and identity. And while most of her journey has been written through the lens of chronic and life-threatening illness, Sarah is living proof a hard story can still be a good story. Connect with her on Facebook or at sarahcormany.com. Then our next guest is Paula Jausch. She is a trauma survivor, international speaker, and best-selling author who has a heart for the hurting. She shares a message of hope and freedom with churches, conferences, recovery programs, and schools around the world through speaking and radio. Her messages are rooted from her upbringing of growing up on the streets of Las Vegas and being surrounded by addiction, abuse, gang violence, and family dysfunction. She is a voice for the lost and broken. Her passion and heart's desire is to see lives healed and restored back to their true identity. Paula tackles these topics in her new book, Cross Addicted, Breaking Free from Family Trauma and Addiction. She offers a hopeful path to recovery for those who are hurting and traumatized. What she has learned through her experience is that if children can get proper help, they can become productive and thriving individuals, and adult survivors of trauma can find healing and recovery just like she did. And then finally, BJ Garrett. She is a fun and energetic speaker and author, full of joy and passionate about helping others. 
BJ has served on numerous nonprofit board of directors and administrative teams and has served in full-time ministry since 2004. Student ministry, women's ministry, missions, and abortion recovery are closest to her heart. BJ has been involved in Christ-Centered Abortion Recovery and Education. The acronym is CARE since the spring of 2012 and has served as the executive director since June 2016, initially becoming involved with the ministry as a client in need of post-abortion healing. BJ is a graduate of the Baptist Missionary Association Theological Seminary in Jacksonville, Texas, loves to teach Bible studies, and welcomes any opportunity to share her personal testimony of redemption from a childhood full of abuse, teen pregnancy, working as an exotic dancer, and overcoming the wounds caused by her two abortions. Passionate about serving in missions, she has been able to share her testimony of restoration and abortion recovery as far as Uganda and Cuba. All right, this is going to be good. Let's roll that conversation. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to today's edition of the All Things Podcast. I am here with three amazing women, and we are going to talk about the one thing, well, there's more than one thing that they have in common, but the theme of today's show is these women were all winners in the SELA awards that were given out early June at the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. And so I want to just go around the room. Well, first of all, welcome Sarah, Paula, and BJ to the All Things Podcast today. It's just delightful to have all three of you here in the room with me. Thanks for being here. Amen. All right. So let's start with Sarah. And um, those of you who have been listening for any amount of time to this podcast know that I love to have people share their favorite Romans 828 story. So we're going to do a little abbreviated version of that today since we have three guests. So Sarah, let's start with you. Share with our audience your favorite time of God working all things together for good when it did not look like he could do that? Well, when I was thinking about what I wanted to share today, I thought the best way we could start would be with the last two weeks and yesterday, because yesterday was a day where I saw God work all things together Mm -hmm. for good. I was recently talking to a group of women and was telling them a little bit about how the last two weeks in June into July are just, they're just kind of hard around our house because my dad went home on July 2nd. Mm-hmm. And in those two weeks, we have his birthday, we have my birthday, we have my parents' anniversary, we have Father's Day. So it's kind of whoo, all at once, right? just in the thick of it. And I think the pandemic has done a lot of good. And one of the things I think it's done is it's taken all the places where we feel tender and hurt and kind of open those up mm-hmm. so that we kind of realize where we aren't healed. And so I, got, I had a lot of moments where I was, you know, fine one minute, sobbing the next. And yesterday was just some days 
some years it's hard, but some years it's sweet. And yesterday was one of the sweet days. We started off with donuts for pops because that's where my dad would take the kiddos whenever he had them alone. They would watch the donuts being made. And then in the afternoon, I got to accept a position with Redemption Press as a project manager. And one of the things my daddy was, is he was a cheerleader in writing and my writing. He was, he was behind me a hundred percent. And so when I went into my room late last night and I was alone because when you're for kids, you're never alone. So <laughs> I took that moment and I just sat under the grace of that. And I think I audibly said out loud, thank you, daddy. And maybe it was, I was thinking my, my, earthly daddy. Maybe I was thinking my heavenly daddy, but the events of the day were just like a big hug. Mm. And it was uh, good. It I was love good. that. I love that. So Sarah, share just a little bit of your publishing journey. You're in the She Writes for Him Stories of Enduring Hope. Is that Living Hope? Living Hope. Living Hope. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get these titles right. Okay, so you so many. <laughs> I know. So tell us a little, because because your award was not necessarily for that publication, but for an article. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think I'm learning that my journey is very typical. It's kind of the good, bad, the ugly, the weird, random of of the publishing journey and the writing journey. And this year was just completely unexpected. I heard from a sweet lady out with Randall Press and she had, for some reason, she had remembered me from a conference two years ago and I was a hot mess. I mean, a hot mess. <laughs> and didn't know what I was doing. And she remembered that I was writing something about uh preteens and conversations between mothers and daughters and how mm -hmm. to to open up the conversations about beauty and identity that are so important during that time period. She remembered me. She reached out to me. She said, will you write an article? I said, sure. And that's how that journey began. But I think you and Redemption Press were also so instrumental in my publishing journey as well, being part of Stories of Living Hope being part of the boot camp, just knowing that I could do hard things in the middle of the year that didn't make any sense for anyone to be doing anything was just, I think it really taught me a lot that God can be faithful and good, even in the middle of a mess. And in, in the middle of we're making plans, we have goals. Well, sometimes those don't work out, but maybe he has something bigger for you. So I'm excited to see what happens next. <laughs> Amen. So tell us a little bit about just what winning the SELA award, because you won best article in print, which is a pretty big deal because there was a whole lot of competition. So just tell us what that meant to you. Well, since I, so I already told a story where I probably made people tear up, I will tell you a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so the night of the Sailor Awards, we were going to visit as a family. I had already been to see her, but we were going to visit my brand new niece, who is perfect in every way. And she was born early. And so we had to be a little careful with germs. And my we had some sort of sickness, weirdness. And so I went in to keep my babies away from her. 
so she was about four weeks old and it was the night of the Salo Awards. And I told my husband, we've got to get in and out, not because I'm in a hurry, but because we're overwhelming for people who have newborns. We're just a crazy, kooky group of happiness sometimes. So we were getting in the car and I think it was, I don't even remember what time the awards were, but it was about that time. And so I am not, I, I think I'm less technically inept than I think I am. I think it's more just a confidence issue. And so I'm trying to get on the live stream and it's not working. And it turned out it wasn't me, that it was actually not working. So the first time I heard that I had won the award was Athena, you sent me this picture and we are driving, trying to figure out where we're getting food. And I and usually I'm a very, oh, that's so wonderful kind of girl with news. But I literally <laughs> screamed out loud, loud and burst into tears. And my husband slams on the brakes and they're like, what's wrong? What's going on? And the kids are like screaming. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for us to almost get in an accident. I won an award. And he's like, okay. Maybe next time, if you win another one, we might think about not screaming. I was like, if we're in the car, I promise I won't. So my kids now refer to it as the award mom won when we almost got into a major cross. <laughs> so. I love that. I love that. And that's, you know, yeah. I I remember us texting back and forth and you were just like, I can't believe it. And and I think that the reason I screamed and the reason I burst into tears was the story was about my Mimi and it was about our journey. And again, it was, it was just like yesterday. It was just this little hug from God that said, Hey, we're still, we're, we're still cheering for you. We're up here and we can't wait to give you a big hug when you get home. So yeah, I love that. So Sarah, if there's people listening today that want to find you either on social media or your website, where, where's the best place for them to connect? You can connect with me at Facebook or on Instagram or at www.sarahcormany.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's C-O-R-M-A-N-Y. Absolutely. You got nice. it. Sir. All right, we are going to move over to Paula Joush and all the way from Grand Rapids. And tell us your favorite Romans 828 story, Paula. You know what? When I every time I read that scripture, because my life, I mean, so much of my life and childhood was just full of pain. And so when I think about God works out all things for good, he really does take your pain and he uses it for his purpose. And I know it's hard at the time to understand that, but he truly, truly does. And in a nutshell, because of my upbringing and background, pain still continues to happen. But I hold on to that scripture that it's always going to turn around for good. I just have to trust and believe. Well, and I've seen you take that trauma and that dysfunctional, crazy, traumatic childhood, and God's using it to minister to people who have come, you know, are still struggling with the fallout from that and want to serve God and don't know how to do it. And you are using that. God is using that. Putting my dysfunction on display saying, you know what, if this girl can do it, so can you. 
Oh, amen. So share a little bit about your publishing journey, Paula, because I know it's one of those things where, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone told you you couldn't and Mm -hmm. God said, yes, you can. Yeah. So, you know, God told Sarah in an old age, she was going to have a baby and she laughed at him. You know, it was kind of like that experience when, oh, you're going to write a book. And I just kind of chuckled because to be honest with you, um, I did not do well at school at all. Um, I had severe trauma from the abuse and my dad just so much of it that my brain shut down at a very young age. And so I was reading at like a third grade level. And so when God said, oh, you're going to write a book, I was like, no, thank you. I'm not. Me, God, because it took me a long time to learn Psalms. I would go around and be like, y'all need to read for Psalms, for Psalms. <laughs> it was like, honey, the peace silent. I'm like, okay, but it's still a cool chapter. Just read it. <laughs> so when he told me to write a book, I laughed. But you know what? He really does turn out all things for good. And we, when we realize that we're not doing it in our strength, but his. So for me, the publishing journey is he sat me down and he said, I want you to get focused. If you write this book for one person, I want, when he sat me down and said, write, he said, you think about the one person like you that you're going to help. And I really feel like that's what got me through. One month after being published on Amazon, I'll never forget like my second review that came in and it says, hello, my name is dot, 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 I'm 13 years old. And I just read your book. I was severely abused by my parents, but three years ago I got adopted and my adoptive parents bought me your book. Thank you for letting me know that I could be loved again and that there's hope after all this abuse. And I looked at that and I still keep that review. And I said, that's the one, that's my award. That was my award. That's the one. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the SELA award, tell me, I mean, cause you, you actually won another award yeah. last year at the golden scrolls and didn't even know I had entered you in that. Mm-hmm. So for you to actually come and be there to be able to accept your award at Blue Ridge, yeah. the SELA award. So tell, tell yeah. us about that. You know, I'm just going to be real with you. I mean, being misplaced in behavior classes, special education classes, I was always the dumb girl. And when people were on the honor roll, I was like, how does it feel to get an award? And I've always wondered that. And when I got two back-to-back awards with my first book, I literally fell up against the wall in my laundry room and sobbed. I was like, my God, my daddy, you were so good. You were so good that you knew in my heart that that meant something so special to me. And so for me, that was my daddy handing me an award that I never got in school. All right. So Paula, that I can hardly keep the tears back. If we have some people who want to connect with you online, uh, website, social media, whatever, where, where can they find you? Where are you most active on social media? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Facebook, but I'm super active in Instagram. That's my favorite. My website is paulajoush.com. Last name is J-A-U-C-H. I also have the podcast, Pretty Podcast with Paula Joush. And you can also find me on the Version Bible app. I have a free seven-day devotion. Wow. Awesome. All right. Well, moving over to Miss BJ Garrett. I am so excited to have you here, girl. Your story is so incredible. And 
Before we get into that, let's have your favorite Romans 828 story for our listeners. Sure. Well, um, similar to Paula, probably it's kind of just my whole life story and not to just be, you know, silly to not pick one, but it was the culmination of all of these ugly things that came into complete beautiful glory with the publication of my book of my memoir. And so it was in, in seeing how God used all of those things because I had been in full-time ministry for many years. And so little pieces of my story, like teen pregnancy, I used in youth ministry and, and abortion, I used in abortion recovery. So there were little bitty snippets, big snippets of how God was redeeming all of these ugly traumas in my life. But then when the book was published and released, it was like all of it. And it was, um, you know, like you, you know, with full circle, you know, and when I read your book, I was like, Oh my goodness, this is, this is what I want. And then when my book was, was released um, in December of 2019, that's what I got. And it was, it was full redemption. It was amazing. And, you know, for God to use all of that trauma for you yeah. to, I mean, I've seen some of those responses to your book. Yeah. You, uh, you have forwarded some texts to me and some different things. That is just like, Lord, you know, I couldn't, I, you wouldn't trade it as bad yeah. as it was. Yeah. You wouldn't trade it as you see what he does with that. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, when I first found out, and many of you that are watching won't know this probably obviously, but when I first found out that there had been another option for me, there had been several family members that had wanted to adopt me. And for whatever reason that didn't happen. And I'll just be honest, like I was angry with God. I was so mad because I had kind of healed from my traumas and my past and my own decisions and baggage because it was like, okay, well, these were the cards that God dealt you make the best of it. He's redeemed it. But when I found out there was another option, I was furious. And my sweet pastor's wife, oh, she's such an angel. She came up to my office. I was on staff at my church at that time. And she just, and I was just like ugly crying. I was so, I was mad at God. And she just loved me right where I was at. And she said, BJ, my prayer for you is that one day you will be able to thank God for your story because you will be able to reach women that I can never that I will never be able to relate to and reach. And, and in that moment, I had to make a choice. Okay, God, I'm going to thank you for this. And, and some days were easier than others. But every single time that someone reads my story or comes through my ministry for abortion recovery and they're healed and they're, or they're saved, I'm like, okay, I thank you, Lord, because he, he uses it all. And it's, it's been pretty amazing, mm. pretty amazing. Amen. Amen. So just tell us a little bit about your publishing journey, because I know we met at a very amazing conference and I'll just, I'll let you tell it from your perspective. Yeah. So my actual journey was long and, and terrible, actually, <laughs> until I had, I had actually, I had started writing my story about 10 years or more before I met Athena at the Christian Communicators Conference amazing conference. Mm -hmm. And when I showed up at this conference, I had gone through a ghostwriter who actually had my story for two years. And then it was not precious woman, loved me, loved the Lord, loved my story, but did not do what I needed her to do. Um, so it was, it turned into a little bit of a nightmare, but it was, 
she had good intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was just stuck. I didn't know what to do. And then literally a few days before I'm headed to this conference, the first time I'm traveling alone, I'm already terrified. And I get an email from the you know, conference owners that says, oh, by the way, there's going to be a publisher there. And I'm like, Lord, what does this mean? What do I do? And, and it was like, bring your author one sheet. I'm like, I don't know what an author one sheet is. And so I'm Googling and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, there's no way. And at that point, I had basically taken my 30-page paragraph of my, that was my book. And I had started back at the beginning. And I said, okay, Lord, you've got to do this. So at that point, I had two chapters. And I showed up at Christian Communicators Conference in Colorado and met Athena. And really, I think at that point, I was just kind of needing validation that I was supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And you had heard me tell a little bit of my story. And I, and just even in that moment, when I had my private meeting with you, it was, I don't even remember all that was said but you believed in me and you believed in my story and you didn't let the fears and doubts creep in. And, and like, I realized the the realities that this was going to cost a lot of money. I work for a very small nonprofit and a lot of money was not in my bank account, but you believed and you told me if it's God's will, he will provide. And, and then I will just say that, more than abundantly he provided. And I literally just put the word out there. And within a few days, God just showed up big time. And, and so that's kind of how it started. And to, to just see now, I mean, I think back of the times where, you know, we were going on a certain um, plan and then it was like, okay, if we really want this to be the best it can be, it needs this extra level of editing. And you were like, you mean I have to raise more money? And yeah. but God did it. He supplied yeah. and and then now we see the fruit of that because mm-hmm. it was like this is too good a story to just leave as good. It needs to be great. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll just share, you know, not to just tell all of my personal stuff, but at that time, like we were we we did not have hardly any money at all. We were literally living from paycheck to paycheck and not ever not making it many weeks to the next paycheck. And through that whole journey of writing my book and raising money from my book, and then like, oh, I need more money. Oh, I need more money. It was like I always needed more money for good reasons. And and absolutely it is what I needed. And I trusted you and Redemption Press for that journey. Mm-hmm. But and I'll just share honestly, out of my own finances, we out of my own check, I never had to pay one dime to pay for our, for my entire project. That was for the extra coaching I had to pay for. I mean, it was for the extra editing I had to pay. That was for everything. I never had to pay one penny out of our own checking account. God provided every single penny because we didn't have it. But I'll also share like God knew because had it been my money, I'll just be real. I'd have been like, I'm taking the loss. I'm done. But I was so tied in and and had such a connection with these people that had given so sacrificially and so abundantly to make this project a reality that I couldn't stop. And so like, like there were so many times where I'm like, well, I don't want to do this. It's so hard. And my husband came in and I'm on the couch and I'm just like ugly crying. And, and I'm like, I just don't want to do this. It's so hard. 
but I couldn't because I mean, right at that time, I would get like a ding from PayPal that so-and-so gave $100 or so-and-so gave $10. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And so I would just keep pushing through. So, yeah. And that's so good because, you know, when you're writing a memoir and you've got a hard story to write, that is not fun to have to relive all of that. And, you know add all of the emotions and the detail and everything that the that the coach and the writer needs to be able to make sure that it is really going to resonate with the people who read it. So yeah. uh, I totally get that. It's that is a hard then most people I know who who have hard stories and write their memoir mm-hmm. in the middle of it want to quit multiple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> see what happens when you don't? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It it was way worth it. And if you are watching and you have a story to tell, don't Mm. give up. Mm. Um, It's really easy to give up and Mm. it is worth it. Mm. It was hard. It was, it was bad hard, Mm. but it was way worth it. And, you know, and God hopefully is glorified through all of it. So hopefully girlfriend, (laughs) I have seen all of the fruit from your obedience. And let me just say, God has been glorified in abundance. And that's what I love about this. So, so tell us what it meant to you to win that CELA award, best memoir 2021 with a lot of stiff competition. It was, it was silly. Like kind of, I think it was Sarah, you know, you're like, I was at my office and I had it pulled up and I kept refreshing. And finally I'm like, I've got to go. So I've transferred it to my phone and pulled up the link and I'm trying to watch live. And I'm like, it's just not working. And so finally I'm like, okay, I, I have to go. So I have it on my phone and I'm trying to get to my car. And all of a sudden I get this message from Athena and it was the picture. And I was like, ah! and I started screaming and just like crying. And I was all alone in my office. I didn't even we can just share the glory with anybody, but like instantly I'm trying to call everybody that I know, my girls and my son and my husband and my friends. And I'm like, I won, I won, I won. <laughs> like, I just, you know, of course we all wanted to win. Like who doesn't want to win? If you, if you even have a possibility of winning anything, you want to win. But I truly from my heart didn't think that I would win. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, like I had even wanted to go to the conference and I was like, I mean, this is terrible. I I really do wish I would have been there now because it was an amazing conference. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, I was like, the only reason I would even go is because I might win. And then I'm not really going to win. And so I'm not going to go, which is terrible. (laughs) And so I didn't go. And so then when I actually won, I was just, I was flabbergasted. It was such validation that I was supposed to do this because even though you get the emails and you get these amazing stories, there's all this self doubt and, and it just creeps back up and Satan is so crafty and, and he's constantly just whispering, you know, your, your book's not good enough for that, not for this. And, and then it was, and it was like, Oh my goodness, I won. Ah! So I love that's that. like for me. Yep. So if, if we've got some ladies that are listening today and they want to reach out and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So my website is bjgarrett.com and I'm very active on Facebook and you can reach me at, uh, find me at 
BJ Garrett author speaker on Facebook. I am on like Instagram and Snapchat and all the things, but I'm not very good at any of those other formats. Facebook is my jam. That's where I'm at. Everything else, my girls are like, mom, Facebook is so old. But uh, that's where I'm at. So, I know. Uh, I, I, I feel your pain. I'm there, too. I just cannot get the hang of, of Instagram. So, Paula, I'm going to have to get some coaching from you, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, okay. So, as we wrap this up, Sarah, I would just love to hear any takeaways that you got from the other two ladies. And, and then we'll kind of go around the room and do that. Well, first, let me say to be in the presence of these women and hear their stories is it's amazing. And mm. this has blessed me more than you will ever know. But the things that I took away from Paula, and I had to smile because it's really true of all of us, is that idea of putting our dysfunction on display and letting God take that dysfunction and use it for his good. Mm-hmm. And to hear that in every one of our stories is just that's so incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. I just loved hearing that. And BJ, I'm so glad I wasn't the only one screaming. <laughs> I was glad not to be alone. But man, is your story a story of God's faithfulness? Mm-hmm. And, and watching, again, just the heart of you and Paula both mm-hmm. taking everything we are, even the places that make us angry and frustrated with God, mm-hmm. to just lay it at his feet and allow him to use it and that wow that Mm -hmm. has been powerful for me to listen to both of you all right miss paula so good so good well something that just kind of highlighted to me when sarah was speaking is that you've said how this pandemic has highlighted so much pain and that we need to work through and i just I really feel like that's a powerful statement that you can almost write an article about, Sarah, <laughs> just saying, because it really has for so many people and it's brought out so much and like so much could be chopped up into that article, like saying, it's okay with what you're feeling. It's okay with what God is exposing. There's like no condemnation, you know? And so when you said that, and then another thing that I think about too, is like, look how the writing, writing journey leads us to where we need to be. You know, it really does. And then BJ, I know we did a little Facebooking back and forth and phone numbers, but now after today, I'm probably going to be calling you real soon. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to learn more. I want to learn more. So, but yes, but just to even be in, um, it took me a long time to say I was an author. I didn't feel worthy at all. Just because I was so just stuck, like, this is my past. How could I call myself a professional author? But God has really healed that in me. And I, you know, BJ said that writing is hard. Writing is really hard and it's lonely. And I cannot believe I'm doing it again. But I just, again, I, I am, I'm pounding out another book and a devotional because it's, it's, I'm full. It's so there that I, I got to get it on paper. You know, Amen. And that's Amen. just God. Well, and it's steps of obedience. It's okay. So having kids hurts, you know, but yeah. you still do it. Right? And then you do it again. It's like, uh, oh. So BJ, what about you? Yeah. So um, there was so much and I just, it's like when we get together, it's just like you find out these are seriously like our sisters. For Sarah, I think it was very interesting. I think you said that your dad 
passed on July 2nd or, and so, so did my dad um, 11 years ago and his birthday was the end of June. And so that, that season is, is, is tough sometimes. And, and, and my dad became a believer three years before he passed away and God did a lot of healing in our relationship. And so, so it's kind of this sweet, hard season every end of June, 1st of July. And again, you know, just recognizing how God, how good God is in that and how he can redeem the ugliest of stories. Um, and for Paula, like, you know, I don't know how far you went with your education, but I was, I went through the eighth grade and then I had to stop going to school. And I did go back way into my adult years and I did end up with a college degree, but the whole time I was writing my book, it was just the whispers of you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't know where commas go, you know, like that just, I'm, I'm not educated by the world standards Mm -hmm. and felt so inadequate. But God, you know, and, and I'm not calling this foolish, but that scripture where it's talking about God uses the foolish to confound the wise. And I feel like he's done that over and over again. Um, not to put myself down because I know that I am great in his eyes. And, and so are you and, you know, all of you are. But to just see that he doesn't need education and degrees and eloquent speech to make a big statement to point to him. And, um, and it's just really powerful to see that I'm not the only one that didn't need all of the things to get where I'm at. So all the education. Mm. Amen. I love that. I just love how, I mean, it's just that Romans eight twenty eight theme resonates through everything that you all have said today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love that because he He's the one who gets the glory because he gets to take all of our, what we don't know. I mean, I don't know what a dangling participle is. I don't know. I mean, I don't know grammar, nothing. I'm just like, that's what good editors are for. They make us look good when we maybe don't have that skill. And, you know, it's just such a blessing to see God weaving so much in each one of you and as as just the three of you together, how cool that is that God just has so much, so many parallels and so many uh, shared, wow, talk about bittersweet with the end of June and July 2nd. And oh my gosh, I just, um, you know, that's just, that's like a kiss on the cheek from God when he does that, he orchestrates stuff like this to just glorify his name. So thank you, all three of you, for being just willing to share today and come on the podcast and just share your hearts. I am super, super, super excited to continue in this journey and see how God continues to use your stories for his glory. And just I'm honored to be able to be a part of to cheer you all on and to just be a part of that process because it just makes my heart happy to see God work through all three of you ladies. So thank you all for being with me today on the All Things Podcast and God bless your ministries. Well, thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So, hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would, consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media. And if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, 
I would love it if you would take a minute to do that as it would help other people find the show and also let them know that it's a show worth listening to. So thanks so much for joining us today and I will see you next week. Bye for now.